0: Welcome back to the CrossFit Buff Podcast. As always, Jason Croxon. Joining me again is Ollie. He's going to be more regular. We hope that, that Ollie will be joining me. Before I even let him speak, warm up questions. I'm just going to jump into this. We're in a rush today. So, warm up questions, Ollie. Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Cheese and onion. Wrong answer, but OK. Um, <laughs> favorite vacation spot? Um, vacation
1: yeah that's is that what's is that, is that holiday
0: right i i read that offer uh, that was a question sent in i i don't know who by now i'm going to have to go back and find out who sent it in
1: holiday well the, i'll tell you the best holiday i've ever been on was our honeymoon we went to tanzania and we went to, on a safari in tanzania it was eight tents in the middle of nowhere um and we just go driving in a rain rover all day and just see what we could find and that was hands down the best best trip in my life so yeah tanzania safari
0: recommend it it's a great answer. I like it. I probably won't get there myself, but it's a great answer. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Final little warm-up question then. Let's move it into fitness. If you could put 10 kilos onto any lift, what would it be and why?
1: I would put, well, I'd say my worst lift is my snatch. Right. I'd love to add 10 kilos to that. And I never I never squat it. I never snatched. I like legitimately snatched 100 kilos. So if I could add 10 kilos to my snatch, I would have been able to hit that 100 mark for a snatch. So um, There you go. Yeah. Right. Snatch. There you go. And that's why.
0: I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I'm going to say, I think you picking 10 for your snatch is, a, is an excellent shout because it's probably going to improve your mobility across the board. <laughs> and that will that will have a knock-on effect, no doubt. So, Ollie, we're, we're catching up. After so we're recording this on Monday the third, so it's it's pretty much one week after the box has reopened, um, just over a week, uh, and we just thought it would be nice to have a little chat, just a a reflection on how that's been, uh, the experience that you've had and that you've heard from the the coaches and the other owners, and I suppose I can put across my views as a member, but but so far what first thoughts about the the reopening? Where do I start?
1: I mean, on the whole, incredibly positive, to be honest. I was nervous about opening up for a number of reasons. I was unsure about the vibe in the gym and what the dynamic was going to be like, because obviously it's such a, just part of the, you know, one of the benefits of the gym is just the atmosphere and the, and the, the kind of family feel, I guess. And I felt like with all the, the restrictions in place and stuff, we might lose that. But actually it hasn't felt like that at all. It's a bit clunky at times, you know, people stood in their box. Um, everyone talks a little bit less, but actually in some ways that's quite good because you keep everyone organized. I also just felt like it was it's kind of, you know, that sterile environment, how that was going to, how, you know, how that would kind of affect the atmosphere. But actually what I completely took for granted is, Everywhere we go right now, you've got to be COVID compliance. You go into the supermarket, it's different. You know, you go to a restaurant, it's different. Like you go on public transport, it's different. So it's different everywhere. So actually, coming into the gym didn't doesn't feel that alien or that weird because it's different everywhere. So I kind of took that. I kind of didn't think that one through to be honest. Um, so yeah, I think positive really, and I think the feedback I've got anyway. <laughs> is that people have been enjoying it and they're just happy to be back in the box. So what do you think, Jace?
0: Yeah, I, I think people talking less might not apply to the 8pm class <laughs> necessarily. Uh, but it might just be because we're so few that it's, it's easy to shout across people. Yeah, it's, it's been good. I've, I think for me, the, the biggest, I don't know, I don't even know how to, to express it, but it was going from like lockdown training so lo- lockdown training was interesting because it started with like the Zoom classes and I was doing that. Then I moved house and just stopped everything. Then we got the, the outside the box, but that was very limited, kind of how often you could get in on those classes. So I, I kind of, once I was doing that, I was really just training once a week. I was just sort of saving it all up for that one session and, and maybe doing something in the week if I could. Uh, and then I went to like Friday night outside the box, Saturday morning at the reopening. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and <laughs> I tell you what, I wasn't necessarily prepared for that. It's um, it's interesting to start trading properly again. Uh, Jay, and-
1: you should know better. That, that, like, of all the people, I all the people that have kind of you've sat on every podcast, you listen to all the advice that everyone has always given you. And you couldn't help yourself. You just dove in and couldn't help myself.
0: Did every day in a row. Peer Brilliant. pressure, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, it's peer pressure is it? Okay, so you're blaming others now. So you're not even <laughs> taking you're not even taking responsibility. For it.
0: No, but what's what's funny is that what I, what I found strange about being back was uh, the kind of inconsistency with how I felt when training. I, I think like Tuesday was terrible. It was uh, front squats. push press and box jumps and I was so slow on like the box jumps Uh, they they were fine and they were all like unbroken but just felt really methodic and slow and clunky to get through them Uh, and then Wednesday you know looking at what was on the board it's like oh we're gonna go and we're gonna be snatching and this is gonna be an absolute disaster how are we gonna get through this Wednesday was amazing it felt great Uh, I think if it wasn't a PB, it was, like, tied with a PB on the, on the snatch and then went heavier than I'd normally have gone for the little Metcon at the end as well and, like, finished that in a time that I was, would have been happy with pre-lockdown as well. So I, I don't get it. Like, I don't know how what happened between Tuesday and Wednesday that made it better. Uh, yeah. fr- Friday was all right. You were there. <laughs> it was Okay.
1: Okay. Great. Thanks, mate.
0: <laughs> I mean, my, my performance was okay. The class was yeah. amazing. Uh, completely abandoned by every member of the 8pm crew.
1: I won't take that personally either.
0: Oh, you should. You should. Pretty sure they need the coaching.
1: Yeah, Friday's got a different vibe about it. I, I don't know whether that's whether I influence that or not, but it's kind of like, hey, look, you're here on a Friday. You know, that's a, that's a win in itself. Yeah. Um, it's just, not have to set any records on a Friday. It's all about just... Enjoying the hour and switching off and looking forward to the weekend.
0: Yeah, but it, it is um it is good to be back and it's it's definitely so my the, my approach and you know don't take this the wrong way, but my my approach is who knows how long we've got the gym. Just with the the uncertainty and what sort of you seeing happening around um, you know. Other parts of the UK, other parts of Europe, and even the rest of the world, uh, statements about you know, the, the idea that maybe to reopen schools, there may be the need to close other things. So I'm, I'm constantly on edge that it's going to get you know, snatched away from us. So my goal is get back into training, train as much as I can, get back into the routine of knowing eight o'clock, pretty much every night, I'm going to be training and then theoretically, if you know the worst happens and we're not allowed to go to the gym anymore, I've I've set myself up ready to to keep going, kind of, uh, and not not fall back too far.
1: You've banked you've banked those gains.
0: I I have found the the one way system interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we got really trained to it to the to the extent that Friday night we were what four people in in the box, and I'm still religiously following this one-way system when I come back in from my run there's no one else around but that's I like
1: that one-way system on for the running in particular because it makes it fair for everyone everyone's like starting unless you're in that little that spot right in the corner by the door that's like prime position like you you didn't get there there's no one-way system for you you're going out the door and then you're going straight back into your box when you get back in
0: yeah so that's like a little life hack there so if you see running on the board try and get into that that box you can de- guarantee there'll be a ladies bar in there and so we won't be able to get it but just have a look so what kind of you, you said the the feedback has been pretty positive from from people what are the things people then have told you that they've kind of enjoyed the most about getting back in
1: i guess that's all the things that that uh uh the things that people enjoy in general it's seeing other people it's not having to motivate yourself that people have felt like they, they've they had a little added push and that based because they've had the camaraderie and the the people to to push them you know on their left and right um i think people have liked having a barbell and and more access to equipment especially for those who maybe didn't have any equipment whatsoever at home and also just gives you a bit of routine and structure i think having a book into classes gives you a bit of accountability so yeah i think i think that's you know it just it's another step towards people's normality of what it was like before lockdown, I guess. Um, and if we can be a small piece of that, then, then, then great. Um,
0: so yeah. How, are, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this because uh, I think I said it to, to Will on the podcast that went up, went up this morning. So you probably haven't heard it yet.
1: Halfway through it. Halfway through it.
0: So I don't know if we'd said this yet, but he, he, yeah, you know, he's quite good at taking over the podcast. So he took over and threw the questions back at me. But he, he was asking how I found, like, the new system and, and training in, in this. And I, I did say that, you know, we were never huge numbers at 8 o'clock anyway. So yeah. space-wise, things feel pretty similar. And actually having your own kind of little box, I, I quite like it. I, I'm intrigued by, like, the 6 p.m. group, you know, the 6 p.m. class that was usually packed. What what has been kind of their response, or the majority of people's response, then to this sort of smaller numbers, but having that little box where you know that's your barbell, that's your your box. There's kind of no no equipment sharing. Um, I, I just wondered how the majority are are feeling about that.
1: Yeah, I have to be honest, I haven't spoken to many of them directly. It's only stuff that I've got back from from the other coaches, etc. You know, Friday when I coached, I coached Wednesday morning, Friday night and Sunday this week. And um so, the, so that Friday evening is traditionally quite quiet anyway. So um, but I think, again, it's just uh my, my main concern when we open up, especially with the limited classes to 12, is whether people in those classes could get in. And I think mean, already today someone's messaging me saying they're on the waiting list, which is... You know, which is not ideal, to be honest. I want people to be able to train when they they want to train, um, and so I think that's that, that's probably a, a negative which we could see happening. But the impact of that hasn't been as great as I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. And I think because we've got slightly lower membership numbers, um, that kind of is it's evened itself out a little bit. And if people can see, well, actually there's spaces in another class, and they've got the flexibility, then they have moved to other times, etc. Um, I was speaking to Dan and Josh, a um, couple of members who are teachers, and you know, to their credit, they were like, "Look, we've got flex- We're not working at the moment. We've got huge- lots of flexibility, so we'll just we'll just attend classes when there's free spots and not take up spots in the in the prime time uh, classes, so it can free it out from other people." So. So, yeah, I think that's kind of, and I'm just kind of thinking out loud now, but that's kind of the dynamic that I'm seeing. I think we've got opportunities to open up more spots soon. We just wanted to keep it as simple as possible to begin with, get a hang of things. Um, I think the booking system, again, the the the, it, in my mind, it seems like people have taken to it really well and haven't had too many problems, and I haven't had too many grumbles come back to me. I don't think Will's had that many grumbles about, Booking in for classes, etc. I think the app hasn't, you know, I think the app's a bit clunky at stages and, and is a bit limited of what it can do, but um, you know, it serves a purpose basically. So, so yeah, I think um, you know the challenges. I think some of the challenges with those those classes, particularly five and six, the busier classes. I think those are coming down the road a little bit as we get busy, and we just we just need to be. What we what we'll do is after kind of two or three weeks, we'll have some data of num of, of People booking in and stuff, and we'll be able to look at the the busiest times and see how many people are on the waitlist and how many people missed out and how many people on not waitlist actually managed to get into a class because people cancelled. I think we'll get a load of data from that that we'll be able to make informed decisions moving moving forward. Um, but yeah, I think you know on the whole it's been hugely positive, and we've had a huge amount of interest in people wanting to join the gym as well, which I wasn't really sure would happen um, and we're just kind of pushing them you know pushing them down the road to September at the moment which is uh which is a risk because they might go elsewhere, but we wanna preserve the members and um and the current membership basically and get a hang of things uh with all the people that have supported us thus far um before we start pouring new people into the into the mix basically so.
0: Uh, you see the the idea of people joining interests me uh, and, and i'll tell you why in a second because i was i was also thinking with the you know i i i, I check the data i go and see how many people I, mean, I don't know if i should but i go and see sort of which classes are, are signed up and, and busy and i was looking earlier today to see who's coming in at, at eight not many i'll be honest with you uh, i'll send out some messages later but um I initially thought that, yeah, probably the, you know, the typical five and six slots will be really busy and potentially there'll be this kind of pushing down the line. So I couldn't get in at six, I'll train at seven. Then the guys that would want to come at seven, I can't get in at seven, I'll go at eight. So I was thinking, oh, eight o'clock's actually probably going to start getting busy. No, <laughs> can't train at six, not training. Seems to be the um, the the mentality maybe, I don't know, With uh, with like the idea of maybe, you know, new people coming in obviously traditionally you had the intro class eight o'clock right so um you know we'd be we'd be training at one end and we'd always see the the intro class up the other end again that's going to be something where you know potentially in the future if we do get a new intro class more people joining that's a number of spaces booked up at a certain time uh, and i guess if you're on the intro course that's a kind of by default, a guaranteed spot that's going to need to be booked because, you know, they can't just jump on a different class. They need to go specifically at at that time. So I'm imagining there's quite a lot of logistics that need to be, it's not simply a matter of, well, can we we, uh, accommodate more members across the board of the whole, you know, the whole gym, but particularly running an intro course, for example, can we facilitate that at the moment?
1: We're we and we're figuring that out at the moment. I think initially we were just letting people do like one to one intros basically, so parcel training. But that still has to be essentially outside of class hours because of the spots available, etc. But we are working on a new intro process actually. That's um, smaller groups, but um, but they're more um, they're more frequent basically. So And we piloted this in the bridge. And we've been talking about Bath, you and I, because obviously you're a Bath member. And I haven't been to Trowbridge, but all the feedback from Trowbridge as well has been been hugely positive. Um, But the intro they're running there is we do like a movement series. So we do a squat series. We do a press and pull series. And we do a hinge series. And they work on like a rotation. So like every two week rotation you do. Let's say, for example, their intro was on a Tuesday and Thursday night. Week one, you do squat, press and pull. And then on the Tuesday of week two, you do the hinge movement. And then the squat cycle starts again on the Thursday. And then it just kind of flows like that, basically. Oh. And so we're looking at something similar to that, where we have like maybe three or four people in, in a class. But there's uh, but they're kind of, you just, if somebody wants to join, we would book them in to so the squat series, the hinge series and the press series of those kind of rolling Sessions basically, and actually, we, I'm talking about and I'm thinking about whether members could attend those sessions as well, um, as a bit of a refresher, like a technique refresher, basically. Um, maybe not now, but you know, in in the future. And, and then in the scenario I'm thinking is rather than them taking slots up in on the gym floor as they exist, I picked up a couple of like portable mats the other day, and then we lay them in the far side on the blue matting. So maybe you've just got three stations there and they have their own couple of mats basically, and they do their intro on those, on those mats. And that would be, but then that would open up additional spots, potentially for classes as well. So we're, we're, we're feeling it as we go, but intro is definitely one where we're not going to have an intro of up to 10 people like we have done in the past while there's a class going on and we don't want to take out that class. So we're figuring out other solutions for the intro and, also, some of the challenges with the intro in the past was if people couldn't, if people 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 wanted to join, they might have to wait three weeks until the next intro starts for them to get on it. Whereas now with this roll-in cycle, they literally could start the next day, and then they're just you know they've got like two weeks to get through the the three different uh, sessions, and then they can come into a class. And I think sometimes our reluctance to go down to maybe three sessions was. Um, if you chuck somebody into a class and there's 22 23 people it's going to be very difficult after just doing three sessions to kind of look after them and, and help them through whereas if the classes are still 12 you know 13 14 as 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 restrictions lift we still feel like we can look after those people regardless of whether they've just done three sessions plus those intro sessions are only going to be like three four people in them so they get more attention rather than in a class of 10 people with an intro so does that make sense? I feel like we kind of balanced itself out, helped us get around the scheduling perspective. The the main challenge was, well, who's going to coach it? Because if we have got one coach and if we're bringing in an extra coach just to the intro, it's got to be worth their while. And I think we've, we've worked out a solution for that as well, basically. So, yeah, that's kind of your answer. Really, really, you know, relevant question, actually, Jason. and And, and it's something that we've been thinking about a lot, actually. Now we're open and and starting to think Well, when we do start bringing in new members, what does that solution look like?
0: It's interesting because you have to, it's almost like a a game of Tetris in the way you've got to kind of think about things, because as you're saying, it's not just, well, you know, can we do an intro course and how many people would we have on an intro course? But it's also that logic of, okay. Yeah. In the, in the past, somebody's telling you look, I really, you know, for me, the ideal time to train is six o'clock. Yeah. I can do the intro cut. class at eight but you know once I'm once I'm free to pick any time I'm going to be in at six and you know in the back of your mind you're knowing that well, six o'clock it's going to be busy it's going to be difficult for you to be you know cared for with that kind of and obviously a coach will always give that little bit of extra attention to somebody who's new and and yes undoubtedly but when you've got a sea of people it is going to be more difficult but but having that kind of in your back of your having that in the back of your mind now of well, I know maximum there's going to be 12 people. It's, it's going to be manageable. I think it's been a really good thing as well for people coming back in because I think people have been worried about how is it going to be going back to training after such a long period, particularly with something like a snatch that's a very technical move. But again, having those very small class sizes meant that you could get that very um, one-on-one coaching, uh, at least for a little bit throughout the class. Uh, and I think that really helped everyone so again there are some some positives to the way you know if if it had just been okay lock you know here's a vaccine lockdown has ended go back to how things were i i, f- I think we'd have seen more um maybe more different problems if that makes sense more people just going back like yeah but uh, as before great jumping up on the rig trying to do this trying to do that and then potentially more injuries or more uh, more problems so i I know there's frustrations a little bit about you know because as you said when it's not normal and nothing in life at the moment is normal but at the same time there are some some positives coming out of this
1: it felt way more normal than i expected it to so you know was only a positive you know you um you uh prepare for the worst but um hope for the best right and uh I think we've 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 done that, and uh, actually been pleasantly surprised. And uh, you know, I, I just I'm just conscious that I'm getting a positive picture, but let's see how this thing kind of plays out over the next kind of four four to six eight weeks. And no doubt we'll send out a survey and just get some some uh, candid feedback um, in a in a safe um secure way where people can be open and honest about how they're finding things um, without being judged etc because you know however many people what you know you get the old person that will tell you what they think to your face but you're a great bunch and a polite bunch and I know you wouldn't want to risk offending me or anyone else so um sometimes you, your, your honest opinion might not always come to me directly. So um so yeah, but I think my general sense is, and it is just a sense that, you know, things are really positive and um excited to to crack on and move forward. And yes, you've got the potential of another lockdown looming. But again, you know, prepare for the worst but but hope for the best and um try and be positive. Because that's our roles ultimately as well. We've got to be positive and we've got to be enthusiastic and um uh, you know set the example for you guys and, and create a space that it is positive and people are excited to be and makes them happy, et cetera. So um.
0: I do wonder how much um, like social media is going to play into people's um, opinions and, and on how they feel about things or what they think you guys should be doing. Uh, I, I'm just thinking that I've seen, you know, a, a, a few uh, basically you'll see somebody maybe in another gym in the UK and they're using the rig. So your immediate thought is, well, hold on, if they can use it, why can't we? And obviously there's a a lot of reasons why and the layout of the gym would be, you know, probably, not probably, definitely different and risk assessment is going to be different on different things. So there are reasons, but I can understand if my absolute favorite movement in CrossFit is a a bar muscle up and I love doing them and I want to be on the rig every workout And my friend over in this gym, they're getting to use the rig and I'm not. It's obvious that, you know, frustrations will um, bubble up (laughs) just from from that. So I do wonder if that will influence people's feedback in any way. Uh, I have noticed as well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but so we had, um, what was it, med ball burpees, ground to over I'm trying to think what they were called on, on the workout. Is that the first time we've done that at the box?
1: first time i've ever coached it so yeah so possibly. i am one i think is getting creative because you know the movements are limited to what you can do in, in a box basically so, so
0: that, that was um, going to be my kind of um follow-up here is yeah i understand that we've lost certain movements for now uh, some we don't mind others we miss but it's also not just a case of, okay, well, we can't do this. So, you know, we're just removing a list of movements from that nice long list I've got. And now we have less, but as you said, Shax appears to be getting quite, quite creative in, in how he's setting things up. And I think that also yeah. is like sets us in good stead for when things go back to, to normal, because it just means, you know, those movements are also not going to disappear. So it, I'm hoping that we're going to have a kind of even more, new and improved sort of uh list of of elements he's going to pull from when he's programming so again i'm, I'm looking for the silver linings on this what i'm doing now. and you're doing a great job of it um it's uh yeah we
1: i think the, the whole this whole experience has made us think outside the box a little bit and uh chain really scrutinize and review the way you do things and and, and expand your your process and, and how we operate etc and i think back to your point of the rig i was looking at yesterday and, and we've been having conversations we think there are possibly ways that we can um we can start incorporating the rig again not like you know in the traditional sense of you're doing helen where you're running doing swings and going to think But you know potentially in some emons and um, various other other ways when you imagine we split the class in two and half of the class are doing one 10 minute AMRAP and the other class are doing another 10 minute AMRAP maybe, um, which involves maybe burpees and pull-ups or a dumbbell and pull-ups or something like that. And then there's like a five minute transition, wipe the wipe the rig down and then swap over. Cause you only essentially would have six people on the on the rig at one time. Um, so we're looking at, I think there's, there's some solutions that we can figure out, which is more about the general cleanliness of the rig and just making sure that that's maintained and, it's not an at risk area, but we think it probably we'll be able to start working more stuff in, um, you know, certainly towards the back end of the month. Definitely. I think that's one thing that I want to iterate is like how it is now is not how it's going to be until the end of COVID and, and, you know, we're constantly evolving it. We want to try and keep it as simple as possible initially. Um, just so we we're ticking all the boxes and, and making sure that, um, know we were we were hitting the basics and safety obviously as a priority to us and i think once we can do that it gives us a springboard to go on and 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 experiment and and do more and get more expansive with what we do basically um so i think that's
0: an important thing for people to kind of keep in mind as well that it's not nothing is stationary everything is moving Uh, and we I guess, as as you've mentioned before, you know, you you prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. So we've often kind of spoken about, well, who knows if maybe this change happens and we're not allowed to do this, or this change happens and we're not allowed to do that. But at the same time, there are changes that could happen that would allow a bit more freedom and and make things easier. So it it is something that you guys are constantly monitoring That it's like, oh, look, you know, now we can start doing this. And it, it might be that, occasionally there are steps back, but there are also going to be steps forward. So I guess yeah. it's again that, you know, little bit of patience on our part. If we are, you know, oh, I can't believe I can't use the rig or, you know, I can't use the wall to do, let's say handstand push-ups because we enjoy them a lot more than wall balls. Uh, I can't use the wall for, for that. It's not, as you said, that okay, it's locked in. This is your future for the next six months. It's just, I, I think, you know, Will put it quite nicely when we were chatting that on paper, you make a design and it, it looks like it's going to work. And then until you see it in action, you don't really know if it's going to function. So I guess the more elements you put on that piece of paper, the more chance for things just not to work the way you want. Get everyone used to right. using the one-way system, knowing how to get in and out of their box without cutting in front of other people, without messing these things up. And once you've learned that system, you can expand upon it. So, okay, well now there's going to be another little route, and you take that one, and it will get you behind the rig, and you take this one, and it gets you over to this part of the wall, sort of thing. So, it's understandable. That it takes time. I think, as I constantly say, I'd rather have this than nothing. <laughs> so,
1: and as I always say, CrossFit deters um, idiots and people with big egos, and so that makes our life incredibly easy. And- when trying to implement new things and changes and stuff because everybody's so open-minded and supportive so yeah that makes our life incredibly easy handstand push-ups over wall i think that's the first thing we've ever
0: agreed on Jason. oh wow. really. i i um i love getting a handstand push-up in in a workout and my absolute favorite thing is when there's a handstand push-up and the scaled option is a wall walk because they are so much worse than handstand push-ups. It's like the only time that not scaling is really beneficial in the yeah. workout.
1: Handstand push ups should be a scale for a yeah. wall walk.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm short, small arms. They don't need to go very far, <laughs> so it's it, it's a nice movement. Wall balls, on the other hand, absolutely hate them. Still hate them, uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure once we're allowed to do them again, still going to hate them. It, I don't. It's not going to be like oh, I've missed these. <laughs> No way, uh, but I quite enjoyed the um, the burpee med ball thing. That was that was a nice movement. I liked it. Well done, shacks I've got to say some nice things about him because we always say bad things about shacks on the podcast. <laughs> Final thing then, I suppose, because I know you've got a you've got to head off today. Uh, what's the experience then from the other side? So coaching in with these boxes. So we've sort of talked. You know, we've thought about a lot, and we've talked about, and obviously as members, we've experienced. What it's like to to train within this little box, which I guess is interesting. If you if you're someone who likes to take a nice long rest between transitions from your rower to your barbell, you've kind of lost that. So you've just got to stand there now, and everyone can see you're not working. But it it is interesting, trying to do everything and sort of think, well, where's my barbell? I need to move it slightly so I can do a push up because of a box behind me. It's it's interesting. But what's it like coaching people that are restricted to being inside these boxes have you noticed any difference it's exactly the same
1: i think if you if you looked at everyone from the knee up you wouldn't know any difference the rest um i think having a, like a bit of cv equipment in a box makes it a little bit trickier but that's balanced up with what the other movements you're doing in the class in in that in that exercise so um but yeah no i think on the whole it's, it's different if there's like two of you in a class right and you've got trying you've got to try and stay to a box and you're like well there's no one else here like, I mean there's a bit of flexibility there ultimately um, but it does teach people a bit of control as well like you get the old person who likes to go go for a walk with their barbell you know and um maybe doesn't lower their barbell as controlled as they po- probably should um and so I think it keeps creates a little bit more order there um now from a coaching perspective I think there's a there's a couple of um ways we can give feedback and we cue people so we give verbal feedback which obviously we can still do we can give verbal, verbal feedback but also then we've got tactile cues where um you know w- where you might just give someone a little tap on the knee or you know nothing creepy of course but just being able to just help maneuver people in position um is uh, is a, is a good coaching tool um is which is something that we we've obviously not been able to do and also i think trying to eat weave in and out of people just very conscious about where i'm stood and sometimes i have to just take a bit more of a, a step out um and shout a little bit more and project my voice a little bit more um which which sometimes depending on what the coaching cue i'm giving like you know if it's if it's not criticism but it's like a negative it's like that you try and improve this i tend generally tend to do that in close proximity to, rather than in shouting across the room and then if I'm encouraging people I generally shout that that's a, kind of a like, you might not have noticed me ever do that but if I'm encouraging I'll shout it so everyone can hear it because it's in it's encouraging good habits and if I'm kind of critiquing or trying to give feedback it's done just to that one person basically so they don't so everyone's hearing me that I'm hammering this one person so that's kind of that makes it a little bit trickier. So, um, so if I'm shouting at you across the room to get lower, it's, there's a there's a reason. There's not because I'm
0: having a bad day. That explains why I've never heard you shout before. Then, so that's uh, it's all that little <laughs> negative feedback. I'm getting. Um, yeah, it must. I imagine it must be quite frustrating at times of not being able to just, especially if you know you're saying like, bring your knees back, bring your knees back. No, no knees back. No, not that. And. You know that desire to just put your hand there and go, like that that's what I meant. it must be you know you gotta bite I was gonna say bite your tongue but it's not bite your tongue because you've gotta say it you've gotta just really uh, restrict <laughs> like control yourself yeah, it's
1: fine but like yeah it's fine, but like we learn we learned to be better verbal um coaches with the um with the Zoom calls, you know, because you you had to only really be able to verbally use, you could do a bit of demonstration and use a bit of visual tools, potentially, but it's very difficult to do that kind of um, when you've got so many people on a screen, etc. And so we learned some tools there and we'll we'll learn lessons and it all, you know, we we can refine different things when we're coaching in classes now. So, um, you know it is frustrating, but we're just like luck- We're just grateful to be in the box and training people and, and, and back to it. So you know it's very, very kind of trivial things. That we're and at about.
0: least you can see 360 degrees around people, and you're not looking at just the top of their head or, <laughs> or their feet when they're doing a movement. So over Zoom, it's definitely an improvement. Well, it's been nice uh, catching up, Ollie. I, you know, we we really just <laughs> managed to to squeeze you in between, you know, interviews in China and who, uh, who knows what else you got going on in the day
1: it's my it's, it's jasper's birthday it's his four, fourth birthday and, and megan uh, the kids have been away but they're back they're back like any minute now so i you know i'm like i to make sure the house is all, all ready and um i put some balloons up and wrapped some presents and stuff so, so that's uh, just cleaning so, yeah.
0: you just gotta clean 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 not the cleaning that we like <laughs> doing but the other type of cleaning
1: yeah quick heave around quick heave around um which is uh and then the, yeah, wow. good, to good job.
0: You're getting all this training of like cleaning up at the box now. So you're probably an expert also at home.
1: Oh, wow.
0: All right, then. Yeah. well, I better let you get to that. Thanks for for coming on again this week, Holly. And uh, I think we've got some good plans for some future episodes as well. So hopefully uh, look out for that, everybody. So it's been uh, been nice catching up. Enjoy the, the workouts in your little boxes for now. And we look forward to a time when we're swinging on a rig again. So uh, see you all next week.
1: Thanks, Chase.